Welcome back to the queue. I realized in the last episode I didn't say what episode number it was. So <laughs> that episode was season six, episode seven. This episode is season six, episode eight. So this episode, because it's the end of February, we're gonna be talking about this interview that I keep. I always see it in Black History Month, and I always, I, I always have thoughts about it, and my thoughts change every time I hear it. So I wanted to put it out to you guys. You know, what, what are you going to think about about this this uh, little clip? So the title of this episode is called My Friend Morgan. And for those of you who don't know, there was a black history movie made. I don't remember when it was made, but we always watched it um, as a kid during Black History Month. It was called My Friend Martin. And basically it was about, at that time, a modern day kid who got sent back in time to... Um, civil rights times with his two friends his white best friend and he had a Spanish friend who was a girl and so the whole basically the whole movie is them being back in time and realizing like living through what it was like to be you know those different identities in the time of civil rights and this clip that always comes up during this month is is a Morgan Freeman clip and it's him having an interview. I'm not sure who the interview is with, um, but it's an interview with a guy who looks white. And they're talking about race, and Morgan is saying he doesn't want a Black History Month because Black History is American history. And um, he asks the interviewer, he says, you know, what month is White History Month? And, and the guy is very quick to kind of backpedal um, in a way and says, well, I'm Jewish. And Morgan's like, okay, what month is Jewish History Month? And the guy's like, there isn't one. Um, and Morgan's like, oh, okay, well, do you, why not? Do you want one? And the guy's like, no, I don't. And Morgan is like, I don't either. I don't want a Black History Month. Um, and so then the guy asks him, well, what is your solution to racism? And Morgan says to stop talking about it. And he elaborates, this is only a clip, this is only a clip of the, the interview, this isn't what the whole interview is based around, I'm sure. Um, and I've never watched the whole interview either, so there's my limited perspective on that. Um, but Morgan goes on to say, if we, you know, if I stop calling, if, if I stop identifying you as a white man, and you stop identifying me as a black man, if we stop putting race into things, then racism won't be a problem. And every time I see this clip, every single time, and we all know who Morgan Freeman is, right? He's, he's a very, to, to me, I think he's one of the greatest voice actors because his voice is so distinctive and you know him almost anywhere. Like, he just, he just has one of those voice, this voices that, that is captivating. He can captivate an audience very easily. Now, again, every time I see this clip, I have different feelings. Like, on one hand, I get it. I don't really want a Black History Month either because Black History is American history and it should be taught along with everything else. It shouldn't be taught separately as far as 
to it, it shouldn't be taught separately from the perspective of only black people get to know it or only black people get to be the ones who learn it kind of thing like everyone needs to learn um, black history and the things that were done to blacks and the things that blacks contributed to society like everyone should learn those not it shouldn't just be a thing for black people um, but on the other hand I, I, I understand why it was created you know it was created because there wasn't a space for that there wasn't a space for black people to revel in their own you know in their own people and enjoy those accomplishments and things that we we fought for and um it's the same way i feel about hbcus i understand that hbcus were created for a particular purpose but they while they still serve that purpose today i feel like there are parts of hbcu culture that are um, I don't know what the word is, but there's there's parts of the culture that it's not that it's not serving its purpose anymore. It's that the purpose it was created for has out has outgrown the actual like it's outgrown the actual need for the programs if that makes sense so like yes like hbcus are great and they offer an immense amount of opportunity for black students and students of black heritage but a lot of those schools now are often underfunded and and this and that and so their programs to some degree are suffering and so are are black people really benefiting from them the way that they could be if those programs were not underfunded now or funded less than other programs and you know as education wise I'm saying it's better to go somewhere where your education is going to be fostered the way that you want it to be whatever you want your education to be and if you want your education to be culturally specific to who you are then an HBCU would be perfect for you and and if you want your education to be something else then maybe you would choose somewhere else to go um and that was that was an argument that I had with um a cousin of mine uh when we were first picking colleges she went to an HBCU um and that was that was one of her priorities and and I chose not to and she rode me for that and I I never understood why, you know, what I wanted out of my education from the research that I had done, none of the HBCUs offered what I wanted for, for my education. Um, and that's not to say that I wouldn't have gotten a quality education if I had went to an HBCU. Just what I, the, the, the level of, the level of integration that I wanted with certain things just wasn't available at HBCUs at the time. 
um, they may now, they may include all those things that I was looking for back then, but at the time, I was looking for very specific things, and I was already looking for something that was very limited um, across all educational regions, and so I, I went to the place that was going to offer me the opportunity to get what I wanted out of my education. And, you know, it, it was a choice that I made, and I felt comfortable in my choice. And I even remember talking to someone on my campus that I chose to go to, and I remember asking her if she ever felt like she made a wrong decision by not going to an HBCU. And I remember her telling me, what do you think you, what do you think you missed out on or what do you think you don't have here that you would have had there and at the time there wasn't anything vastly different that I could come up with I'm like the only difference might be that there's more people on there would have been more people on that campus who look like me than on this one but I'm sure the education the actual education parts were probably on par. You know, they they were still, both places pro offered quality education. You know, one just had more cultural, more cultural um, background than the other. And the type of cultural background that I wanted to surround myself with was always very different than anyone else in my family. Um, and I think it's because my family, they taught me, you know, to essentially not see color as far as like leaving someone out or whatever. But as I got older, I started to see that what they taught me was not what they believed. And it was really, it was a really cognitive dissonance thing to deal with. Because it was like, well, you told me, you know, never to judge somebody because of this, that, and third. But you do it all the time. You know, and when I started to realize the ways, like how much it was actually happening. Um, it forced me to think about if I was doing that too, like unconsciously. Even though I had been taught not to do it just having it modeled for me in various ways um, probably meant that I was doing some of that that too and I felt really like I don't know I, I, there was always this dichotomy of be the person that that can like mesh with anybody but also don't get too comfortable there because they're gonna be looking at you because you're the black person in the room kind of thing it was it was very weird it was, it was a very weird thing to to live with, um, to grow up having to deal with that. And in most cases, in all the schools that I went to, like after, I want to say after sixth grade, where I was the only black kid in my class for most of my classes and things like that, and it was that never bothered me because I was I was used to that. Like I knew that that was going to become a thing, and I, it, it never bothered me in the same way that being around my family and being singled out for being different in non-cultural ways did, which is weird to think about.
you know, it was like sometimes things were not, had nothing to do with race at all, and, and just being around my family and telling them situations, and they would be like, you know it's because you're black, right, or you know it's this, and I'm like, well, no, it wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't until you said something about it, and then it put the thought in my head, you know, and so it's like, I don't, I, I, I don't think that everything is about race. I do think that a lot of it may have racial connotations or racial um, kind of sentiments, but I, I don't think that everything is inherently about race all the time. Um, and I, and I, I almost wonder, you know, going off of Morgan's opinion, I wonder what would happen if we stopped designating these things, um, these differences, if we stopped highlighting all these differences between everyone and just started, you know, looking at people from their contribution or their, uh, their, you know, their progress or their achievements in life versus looking at them from, you know, appearance-wise, like their skin color or, or this and that. Which, all of that to say, you know, maybe there are important differences to highlight there. Um, I don't know, like there was an article that came out that said, you know, black women were the most educated group basically in society and okay, maybe I can agree with that one because I am a black woman and I am educated and I value my education. Um, the flip side to that though is, you know, I also know how much I fought for my education. I also know that just because I was afforded the right to go to education or to get my education does not mean that you know th that doesn't mean that I was entitled to it either it just means that I was given the opportunity to to utilize the service or the programs and I, I made good use of them you know plenty of people have opportunities to do lots of things and they choose not to do anything with the opportunities they're given that's something completely different um, I don't think that that's something, you know, that should single-handedly disconnect all of us. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's an interesting thing. It's an interesting thing to see this clip keep coming back up about, you know, how do we get rid of racism or how do we end racism and what does that look like. And I don't know. We could just stop talking about it and see what happens. Or we could not. We could keep talking about it and talk about the discourse about how things are different for people who are non-white and, and what that means. Will either way actually solve the problem? I don't know. But I, I definitely think that it is a conversation that continues, or that should continue to be had about why those differences are highlighted to begin with, why people even point them out. And of course, you know, one cannot ignore centuries of slavery and, and all of that. And it's like, okay, but where did that come from? Where did the, I, the idea that there is a whole group of people who, you know, should be enslaved or could be enslaved, and if we just do it in the correct way, you know, it'll work out, and then all these people will be you know, subservient to this other group of people. Like, where did that come from? Who decided that people were 
commodities that people were things rather than people and I I think that's that would be a more interesting conversation to have about you know basically class systems and, and how those became the backdrop for everything else that that followed and why is it so important to have a distinction between you know the one percent and the rest of us or the upper class and middle class like those are things that are I, th- I think those those are the those are the questions we should be asking not not so much you know who's black who's white and, and what do they have in relation to that because as we've seen with all of these people who keep getting police called on them for dumbass reasons it doesn't matter whether you have you know a harvard law degree or an oxford degree or whatever it's immediately boiled down to this difference of you're black or you're non-white and the person who's calling the cops is white and the cops that respond are nine times out of ten white or at least one or two of them are and it becomes this whole thing and it's it's not and again I don't think it's a question of race it's a question of power it's a question of control and you know the Stanford prison experiment is is a perfect example of such Um, and if you don't know what that is I suggest you google it it was a very very um, instrumental experiment done within the psychology field Um, and it, it pointed out some serious serious ethical issues with a lot of things and, and if you don't um, if you don't know what it is or if you've never heard of it please google it and read up on it because it will change it will almost change the way that you look at ethics in general and what people are capable of um, and there was a movie made about it a while ago I don't remember what it's called but there was a movie made about it a while ago too so yeah definitely think about that that is, that is the question that is the question at the end of the month is is how do we solve racism can we solve it you know and if we can can we solve it in our lifetime and if we can do that you know what does that look like um so yeah think on that think on that poc people and let me know because i would love to get your perspective As always, thank you for listening, and I'll catch you guys next week.